Britain is about to witness the birth of robot wars. They're still making final adjustments. Three, two, one. Hello everyone and welcome to Activate the Robot Wars podcast. I am Benji, also the Hitman. Along with me as always, let's pray he doesn't have a fatal error. It's Robbie Harmlessly. So it's it's happened, 2017. We're back. New series, yeah. nice and early. Not not exactly a full year since the previous one, but yeah. we're back already. Oh yeah. Another new series, we're getting some new stuff to talk about, not old stuff. Although we do like talking about the old stuff. We do like talking about the old stuff, but the new stuff... Is more exciting until we get to the more exciting old stuff. Yeah, that's true. We're into the more... We're looking at more destructive fights from the new stuff as opposed to the old stuff where it's more, how are they fixing it now? Yeah, the old stuff, obviously they were limited by what technology was available for just the average bloke who wanted to build a robot. And also they had to get through the trials and the gauntlet before you could actually get to the fighting anyway. So, and then when you were you in know. the fighting, Sir Killalot would decide who wins via a flip of the coin, and then go and kill the one who lost. Exactly. So it was completely <laughs> redundant anyway, because the whole show was just a big promo for the house robots. But that's for another podcast. That is, we'll get back to the original Series 2, after we've reviewed the new Series 2, aka Series 9, aka 2017. Ow, my brain. <laughs> I can't keep, that's a lot of numbers. Okay, so what should we do? Should we do the rundown of the bots? We can run down the bots. Why not? So, a bunch of returning bots this year. Yeah. But we'll start from the top. From Reading, Aftershock. This spinner will have you feeling blue. From Keith Ness, Cranky. Take you to Brown Town. From Ancient Northern Island, Jellyfish. Like the decorated diary of a 90s teenager. From Hampshire. Nuts to... Two nuts to flail. From central London, rapid. Shiny as the inside of a biscuit tin. From Hazelmere Sun, Sabertooth. Nope, didn't get one for Sabertooth. Could not think of a single thing. Do we just do the hashtag pray for gay? That's the, that's the thing. <laughs> Alright. From Hazelmere Sun, Sabertooth. Hashtag pray for Gabe. From Oxford, Terahertz. Please don't terror hurt me. From the Netherlands, Tomahawk. Don't pick a fight with Dutch robot girls. Okay, so shall we start with Aftershock? Last series, they made it to the grand final with Shockwave. But hungry to win, they've completely redesigned their new robot Aftershock with its vertical spinner. Welcome back. Thank you. It's good to be back. Different iteration this time round. Definitely. We've been refining this design of a vertical spinner for over 10 years now, and it should rip anything to pieces. Right, that's the plan, if right? It works. I, if it works. <laughs> if it works. Are you, are you confident that it will work? Mm, well, yeah, we've not really tested it. That's the trouble. You, you know, you can't test these things. So we've had it spinning, we've had it driving, but we've not had it doing it at the same time. Good <laughs> <laughs> luck, Aftershock. Let's start with Aftershock of Team Shock. Mm -hmm. Successor to... Shockwave. Shockwave. Finalists from the last series are completely different machine now. The only sort of recurring theme is blue and keeping their um, 
They're plastic armor as well. Looks like a distant relative to Shockwave. Do you know what I mean? It's in the same family, but it's a completely different machine. Exactly. Going for the vertical spinner now. It's at 110 kilos, so right on the weight limit. Has no self-writing mechanism. Could be a weakness. Although the spinner in and of itself is so strong that if it's going while they're flipped, they should just self-write through the force of it being launched back into the air again. But that'd be a gamble because of you're using the strength of the spinner to self-write. You're basically damaging yourself with the hopes of landing on your feet. <laughs> hope of that, yeah, hopes yeah. of landing on your feet and then being okay to continue running. Yeah. Angled armour, so it should hopefully deflect any opposing spinners. It should take less impact from its own spinner contacts. So it should be able, the way it's designed, it mm-hmm. should be able to hit things a lot without worrying about damaging itself too much. Mm. Uh, there's always a risk of damaging yourself, but, you know, it can go either way. The robot itself is close in design to their the team's own featherweight and beta-weight robots. So they started using this basic design for a robot in the lower weights mm. and have since upgraded it to the might of Aftershock. So when it comes to weight classes, do you know what the order is? Let's look it up. The Activate Google Minute. Okay, so ant weight, 150. Featherweight, 12 kilograms. Lightweight, 27. Middleweight, 54. Heavyweight, 100. Super heavyweight, 200. And that's for extreme uh, one onwards. So, yeah. And I'm assuming that's what's used today now. Not quite. We're at 100. I think we're at 110 for Robot Wars itself. Oh, sorry. Yeah, it just adds that on the end there. Mm. You get extra weight if you use a walker, I believe, technically speaking. Yeah. Walkerbot 135, Shufflebot 125. Realistically, you wouldn't make a walkerbot. They could be made very effectively to repair the damage on like a leg, like a good leg mm. would be ridiculous. You'd have to make it such a simple system, in which case you'd get dominated anyway. Yeah. Couldn't be like one of those like spider robots that you can have stuff like that because the damage to the legs just wouldn't be realistically repairable well, could you imagine a, like a spider bot going up against carbide it's, uh, it's even if the legs were it? durable it takes out a leg you gotta repair the leg yeah it's probably gonna be way too expensive there's no point in doing anything like that no, no. at this point in time wheels all the way you can protect wheels as well that's the thing you keep them underneath mm. um armor whereas legs not so much but we digress that's aftershock it's aftershock what do you think of aftershock tell me about aftershock yeah, I like Aftershock a lot. But then again, I like Shockwave a lot as well. So I think I'm starting to grow a bit biased in support of the team. Is it the blue? Do you like the blue? Yeah, I think I like the blue a lot. Okay, cool. Really thick armour. Lethal looking weapon. We're still kind of in the spinner meta, I suppose. Spinners and flippers. It's, it's a, great. It's a vertical spinner on, on wheels, really. That's what yeah. it's made to be. That'll do it. Moving on, let's talk about Cranky. Having taken out Robot Wars legend Razor in the last series, Killy Cranky has been overhauled and now claims to be spinner-proof. Very subdued here. Everything's under control. Yeah, we're just making the final preparations ready for battle. Does that include roasting your robot in tinfoil? Yeah, something like that. It's to to keep it cool inside in case we get put on the flame bed. It's just like when you put a chicken in the oven and you put it in thin foil it keeps keeps it from burning on the skin cranky gritty prequel to killy cranky it's from team cold fusion veterans of robot wars um they had body hammer from the original series mm-hmm. they did pussycat who were also quite successful so we're talking about former runner-ups to the whole series 
So Although they, a long time ago. <laughs> so they've got loads of experience, but the bot itself is untested. Untested and very different. It's similar-ish to Killy Cranky. Do you remember Killy Cranky? Yeah. Which looked like a bit yeah. of piping of a thing in the middle? Yeah, yeah. It's similar-ish. It looks kind of like something out of Star Wars. Like the old Star Wars films where everything looked used like and dirty. everything from the future had <clears throat> already broken and a bit rusted. Yeah, like I could see this being huge and like yeah. being a big ship or even just being a droid. Kind of like a Mad Max vibe to this it has, thing. Yeah, yeah, it has a Mad Max vibe to it as well. That's how I felt about it. Mm. Like, you could see someone like, riding on the back of it with an axe or something. <laughs> It's cool looking. Yeah. It's a, it's still quite an odd shape though. Mm. It's kind of like Killy Cranky with two massive shields on each arm. Yeah. So to speak, it does have a 6,000 RPM vertical spinner in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. It sort of looks toothed. It is an upgrade on all fronts for Killy Cranky. Yeah. It's invertible now, so it can. It was invertible before. Was it invertible before? Yeah, it had to be because it was just, it was just a long it was cylinder. Just a pipe wasn't it? <laughs> it was a big bit of pipe with, a, with wheels on the end so it was always invertible it had to be invertible there was no upside down for it before i don't think really no similar here really it's a uh, kind of like it's the wheels of the axle so to speak so that's where it's that's where it tilts from yeah it's, it's cool looking <clears throat> well i mean it's brown which means it's not blue so i'm, I'm you know yeah earthy natural color that's true yeah yeah or rust yeah which, which like is, kind of good hints in... experience Tinter experience. But this true. is one untested <laughs> bot, like so they're kind of like, you know. <laughs> it looks like an experienced bot, despite yeah. it being a new bot. It does have googly eyes, if you noticed. Yeah, I did notice that. That's kind of out of nowhere, though. Yeah, it's, it's like the most stands out from the rest of the bot. <laughs> yeah, it's like this really serious looking dingy like, gritty bot. as hell, and then all of a sudden you've legitimately got novelty googly eyes sticked on the front. It's uh, a cool bot. That's a cool bot. Yeah. I like it. It's all right. It's good. Jellyfish. Having defected the last series from people's favourite nuts, Dave Laurie has made his new robot from reclaimed materials, including a trampoline, bike tyres and a horse tooth file. Let's talk about the weapon. This arm runs across the entire width of the machine. Right. So we'll retract it to the side. Yeah. We'll ram a robot. We'll bring the arm in, give them a gentle cuddle, and then we can then drive that robot with ours. We've used four tools, we've used no computers, there's no welding, literally anyone could put it together. And we just wanted to show you could still succeed with a design that thinks outside the box. I, for one, cannot wait to do this one. Yeah, me too. (laughs) Give it up for Jellyfish, please. Let's talk about Jellyfish. Dave, from (laughs) Team Nuts, and his... Went rogue. <laughs> it's gone full blown rogue and created jellyfish. It's almost as if nuts wasn't crazy enough for him, and he had to get even crazier. Yeah, it was like this is too normal. Or maybe when nuts decided they were making nuts two as an upgraded version of nuts, he was like, no, that's not right. We can't make the same bot twice. It has to be insane. And all I can say is, despite the fact that it's apparently loosely based on the look of a jellyfish, it doesn't look anything like a jellyfish please describe this robot in terms of shape and look no it looks like a myspace page (laughs) there's just stuff everywhere and stickers and things and all over the school project um not in a good way though (laughs) but u-shaped i guess white because it's just plastic in the gap of the u it's just a grabber well i don't know clamp is what it calls itself yeah it just sort of like has to latch on to other bots, like I suppose a jellyfish would. I suppose some species would that be of jellyfish. Fair way of 
I yeah. goes, are they the tentacles then? The, the bits that form the clay? Yeah, they, they sort of like will wrap around anything or... God, it's, it's a quite, leap, it's, isn't it? It's, it's a bit of a stretch, <laughs> isn't it? But the, the bot itself is kind of a passive, aggressive bot. Do you know what I mean? It's never going to annihilate anything. It no. wants to control the fight. It's, exactly. It's, it's to suffocate, not to actually smash something into smithereens. It's fairly lightweight, 85 kilograms, but being mostly plastic and lightweight materials in of itself that's actually quite heavy for what for what, yeah, what it's made of what it actually made of yeah it's huge but it's flat like it's almost like a, a small like there's a table in front of us and it's about as big as that like a little yeah. coffee table yeah. it's just this big big flat thing so flat so close to the ground it could work in its favor yeah because if let's say you had a spinner like carbide mm. but the spinner was so high off the ground the jellyfish could go under it yeah. In theory, mm. they could win a fight purely by attempting to just lock it in place and push it around a bit. Yeah, you could. Go, go and go by judge's decision. <laughs> Again, we're stretching here. We're stretching. Yeah. But in theory, it's not as horrifying as it looks. It's only 17 centimetres tall if you wanted to know how flat it was, which wow. for, for robots is very, very flat. Oh, uh, Dave, um, as you said, formerly of Team mm. Nuts, Little to no engineering experience, to be honest. It's it's made to be built and repaired using only rudimentary tools. So part of the reason why it looks so unique is <laughs> <laughs> is because it is it is literally made to be amateur. Yeah, it's not made as a result of amateurism. It's made to be it. And I guess that's probably the point for good guy Dave. He's kind of like just saying, you know, anyone can do this. Yeah, and. But again, in theory, this is an easy robot to repair. Even if it takes a boatload of damage, most of it will be cosmetic, which would be a case of gluing it back on, and the rest of it should be repairable very simply. Mm. Basic engineering knowledge, basic tools, nothing to really tax you. So if you get two hours of repair time, Jellyfish should be back up and running order very quickly. Yeah. So in that respect, it has the durability factor in terms of... uh Maybe not durability in a fight, but over the course of a series, it could be running as good as it did to start with right at the end if mm. it were to make it that far. So not as crazy as it looks, although it is. It's a proper panic to look at. But the, the point is, exactly, it runs, it's easy to fix. It, it was easy, well not easy to build in the first place, but it was requiring less materials and stuff. And it proves the point that if you've got passion for it, you can build it. Yeah, you can do it. You can't c- say that you're limited by resources, you know? Yeah, I imagine it's a fairly cheap bot to build as well. I don't know what the pricing is on it, but it can't it can't be as much as one of the other competitors in this. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, no, but this is the perfect transition because now we're going to talk about Nuts 2. Last series, this flail bot entertained the crowd with its spirited but chaotic performance. The new Nuts is four times more powerful, but can they control it to be previous teammate Jellyfish? The wingspan looks a little terrifying. Oh, yeah, it's got a metre and a half of uh, flail. should hit about 150 miles an hour. It was quite out of control last time. Will you be able to control it this time? Even less. It's <laughs> going to be so good. That's what I thought. Now, let's talk about Jellyfish, your old oh, pal. They won off and uh, they've done their own thing. Uh, good luck to them, but... Once you get in the arena, you know, it's every robot to themselves. And our aim is to really make jellyfish our sushi. (laughs) Please go nuts for nuts! (laughs) Nuts 2. It's nuts again. Well, they say upgraded from the original, 
what's what's the upgrades? It's basically just a refined version of nuts. So you've got the big wheels in the middle surrounded by that big metal square mm-hmm. which can spin on its own and has two massive flails uh, chains and then on the end of it is a little bit of metal really more than anything mm. else that spin around it can cause quite a lot of damage due to this, the the size of them the weight mm-hmm. of them and the speed it's uh, spinning at in terms of how is it different mm-hmm. while it looks similar from what i'm aware most of it is a slight upgrade from what it was before in terms of the parts required and mm. all that kind of thing. The big thing it can now do is before, if you wanted to spin the weapon, it had to stay still. Now it can be mobile and spin the weapon at the same time. It can move and spin the flails at the same time now. Right. Which is the big change. And at twice the speed, apparently, as well. So really, it's a big weapon overhaul. It also has the three mini-bots. Yeah, I was about to say, the cluster bots are back, aren't they? Yep, three wedges designed to cause mayhem. Um, They're now plastic, um, very lightweight, and really there to be an annoyance. Yeah, But still, a very lightweight, a bunch of wedges, they could get under a tyre... They could yeah. cause someone who's going straight at you to veer off slightly if you get it right. That's it. They, they've, if they've got the weight left to build a cluster bot or free, just do it. Do you know what I mean anyway? Maybe just... jellyfish should have done that. Yeah. Had little jellyfish. Tentacles. Oh, that'd be too good. <laughs> sort of <laughs> flop about and just cause but trouble. But if they were really, say lightweight, mm. but really long as tentacles... Mm. They could be really annoying because you'd have to drive over someone's gears. Yeah. Yeah. You'd have to drive over them all the time. They'd be in your way. You could have a few of them. They had, I mean, jellyfish had what? 15, 25 kilos to work with. Yeah. They could have made some crazy stuff out of that. Maybe that should be jellyfish too. Jellyfish and friends. And friends. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like you say, if they got wrapped up in someone's track or something, that would be the end of it. It's a great idea. Okay, let's talk about Rapid. Rapid is billed as being one of the most advanced and expensive flippers ever built, and 15 times more powerful than Champion Apollo. This is, by some distance, the most polished-looking, literally the most polished-looking robot that we have. This is Rapid. Also, I believe, the most expensive robot in the competition this year. I can't comment on that. No, of course <laughs> not, but I can. It is. Uh, <laughs> what does it do? Uh, it's got a, probably the biggest flipper you're going to see today. Does it have any weakness? It does scratch quite easily. It scratches. Really? Well, I'm sorry, boo-hoo, that your robot scratches. Give it up for Rapid, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, let's talk about Mortis. I mean, Rapid. (laughs) (laughs) I was getting that vibe as well. (laughs) Man. So, newcomer. uh, Untested. Serious machine. Serious machine, because the price uh, is... All over the place. It's 25 grand. Is that right? It says 20 grand on the website. On the show, they said 25. So we'll say over 20 grand it costs to yeah. build this thing. And while there are a lot of robots that may be valued at that now, it's usually after years of upgrades rather yeah. than straight away out of the box, 20 grand spent. Mm. A lot of it is down to... It's shaping the parts. It's made of things like titanium. It's made of such hard yeah. metals that just having it in that shape is a huge part of the that's it it's it's not the cost. material itself that's expensive it's having it all shaped to what they yeah, need because it has to be done on an industrial level you can't do it by hand exactly um luckily this guy has the money and connections to be able to do it i guess well let's talk about this guy josh valman founded 
RPD International, which, uh, so design and manufacturing firm that was valued at over a million within six months. Wow. And he um, started it when he was a teenager as well. 15, was he 15, 16 years old? So he's got the expendable income, at least, to do this, which is a good thing. At the end of the day, if someone with that kind of expendable income comes and tries something new, even if it fails, it's not a huge deal to them, at least. They can improve upon it. Most people can't afford to experiment on that level. Exactly. He can experiment with doing really crazy stuff. And um, what you get is a seven-ton force flipper, which is five times more powerful than any other in the Robot Wars competition. That's how strong... Think of how strong Apollo is in terms of its flipping potential. Like, mm. they were flipping things how far in the air in, in the previous series? Ridiculous. Clearing the wall. Straight Five out. times. Yeah. Five times. Not double that. Mm. Not three times. <laughs> five times Good the God. strength. Huge potential. And uh, So basically the opposite of jellyfish, this bot is. It is the total opposite of jellyfish. This is not made um, <laughs> with the intention of it being easy to make. As a matter of fact, you can't make it by hand, really, unless you have the parts already made for you, and then you just put it together. Yeah. But notice the um, the company's RPD International. And the bot's called Rapid. Rapid, ah, RPD. I see what they did there. Yeah, nice, yeah. nice. Yeah. Not bad. Got it all connected. Yeah. It's a, a no-flare bot. It's, you know, it's, oh, it's plain it's as they It's built come. to win. Yeah. It's yeah. built to Practical win. Practical design. Like proper shiny, isn't it? Real shiny. You could looks like you could see yourself in it, but you'd be a bit distorted. Yeah. Or what, like a, like a fairground mirror? Like a fairground yeah. mirror. Yeah. It can do serious damage to you. And yeah. it's very expensive. <laughs> and very expensive. Very, very expensive. Moving on, and we've got Sabretooth. A complete rebuild since last series. Team Sabretooth is back. The colour scheme is all that remains, as the team pin their hopes on their new spinning drum weapon. In 16 years of televised fights, you've never won a fight. We've never won a fight. You're a glutton for punishment. We've learned so many lessons. The key lesson is this time, it runs both ways up. Okay. The drum is a monster. So you're just going to mow everything out of the way? That's the dream. Sabretooth, everyone! Team Legion. Um, As tradition, it's a completely different design to the previous Sabretooth, and the Sabretooth before that, and the Sabretooth before that. They've stuck with their drum, though. Now 7,000 RPM and 25 kilograms. Wow. A lot of potential in that. Inspired by rocket-powered industrial quarry robot. I'd never seen one myself, so I don't know. I couldn't comment. But that sounds awesome. To me, when you put those words together, I envision a mining robot on the moon. Yeah. <laughs> Rocket powered. Tearing <laughs> rocks up and stuff. It's a saber tooth there. <laughs> <laughs> With a spinning drum doing it. <laughs> it's invertible now, so flipping shouldn't be an issue, which is a huge mm-hmm. uh, area of possible elimination taken off the table. Yellow and black, still the team colours really good colour scheme strong colour scheme I like it it's a very sleek looking one now it doesn't look as crazy as the last design but it's more realistic in terms of a competing robot so this is their fourth entry into Robot Wars yes fourth time's the charm fourth time's the charm they have never won a televised match and as a result the amount of support coming from the online community and the Twitter hashtag all came into play 
It's insane, isn't it? Huge fan favourite now. Huge fan favourite, but it's always been a great robot. It's always just basically been plagued by a bit of bad luck and never quite... Not one win. Not one <laughs> win on TV. Almost like the cameras were a curse. <laughs> uh, like I said, Team Legion. I don't know why they don't call themselves Legionnaires. and just go fall out. I thought you, there was going to be some more to that. No, I didn't think it through more than that. <laughs> that that's as far as that idea went. All right. Like what? Dress as Roman centurions? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, would, that would be cool. Call the robot Caesar. I mean, just, yes. keep, just go, go for it. Or Kaiser, as it would have been, like, to be perfectly historically accurate. <laughs> that's how it would have been pronounced in Latin. <laughs> it gets to the point where they're doing that. <laughs> they only so speak, specific. they only do, the, only do interviews in Latin. <laughs> <laughs> what, what more do you want? Yeah, that, that, that's that's the level it. of attention I was looking for. Let's commit to the idea. Yeah, uh, so what else do Romans do? Aqueducts. Okay, it's Monty <laughs> Python now. Aqueducts. <laughs> they just pull stuff out of me. The roads. But yeah, that. Invading Gaul. <laughs> Invasions. <laughs> yeah. Big fights of Asterix and Obelix. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we've gone off on one, but yeah, Sabretooth. Yeah, but, um, oh, a bit of trivia. Mm-hmm. There is a Sabretooth, two separate words, that was exclusive to the um, Robot Wars video games that were on PS2 and PC. Really? Yeah, it has nothing to do with Sabretooth. I think it's before, just before they ended up being on the show themselves. But I just thought it was uh, interesting to note that there is a video game only saber tooth do you know what it looks like yeah awful oh <laughs> yeah that's all you really need to know it's dreadful horrible little thing looks like a mouse's head with an axe for a nose <laughs> which is way more badass than i thought it would sound but yeah, doesn't yeah. look good doesn't look good at all oh that's a shame that's a shame no one's gonna make that no so we can forget about that one though because now we've got the proper saber tooth ready to kick ass all right moving on Terahertz. Terahertz. Team Hertz. This experienced Axbot never fulfilled its potential last time, but with a new improved weapon system, could this be their year? Here we are with Terahertz, but improved Terahertz. More terror, more hurting. <laughs> uh, how would it inflict terror and hurt? It's big axe. It's all about the big axe. Hopefully that works this year. What was the problem that stopped you firing last year? We had this ridiculously complicated system. We had two transmitters cabled together. Okay. It's just not very good. Sort of complete change. We've got two independent systems now. Brilliant. So we're going to see the axe firing? Yeah, with a bit of luck. Fantastic. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for terahertz. Returning veterans. Been around for a long time. It's battle-scarred, but it's still one of the most advanced robots in the competition. Didn't have much luck last year. No, they seem to be plagued by bad luck. They never quite get as far as they should on the TV shows. But, again, another little bit of trivia. They are two-time champions off TV. So during the non-televised period, they are two-time champions of the UK. So they are. it is a serious robot with a very, very powerful axe. As most of the robot's design is to be basically... A bat around the axe to make the axe work yeah. properly and not <laughs> and not destroy itself with it or make it as accurate as possible. They have the tail. Yeah, yeah, to balance. I mean, so this the axe itself is so powerful that it's a threat to the bot itself. So the bot has had to be built to accommodate 
the power and strength of, of this an axe. axe. Yeah, simple as that. Nice. Uh, bullet, bulletproof polycarbonate armor. Let's say an angle uh, plus a bit of steel. Built to be anti-spinner, particularly the polycarbonate mm. at an angle, which should hopefully deflect glide it. off, yeah. deflect it. But it's hard to say. Um, one ton of force from the axe. That's a lot in that swift motion on that small mm. amount of space. It only needs to hit the right place to take out everything it needs. Hmm. The biggest advantage axes have at the moment is people are so designing around defending against spinners that they're not putting as much focus on armoring their tops. Exactly. So if you get a really good hammer blow in, you can do a lot of damage. Everyone's designing either a spinner or something to combat a spinner. It's resulted in a lot of flat roofs. Yep, which are basically just one big target for a bot like this. So. Yep, exactly. That aren't as armoured as the rest of the bot, because where are you going to put the heavy stuff? Around the sides where the spinner can get it, not on the top where nothing, so to speak, can get it other than an axe. Sneaky. I suppose then the other point is you've got to be accurate with the axe. If you want accurate, it doesn't matter. You could have the most, most world's most powerful axe. This mm. thing could be so powerful it literally flattens a robot into paper-thin wafer. Mm. But if it doesn't hit, it doesn't matter. And if the axe is that powerful, you've got to be a little bit economic. Yep, you've got to accommodate for it. You've got oh, to make yeah. sure you, it, it works with with the robot itself. Okay, that brings us on to our last robot. TMHWK. This experienced international team plan to rain down hits with their dual-edged weapon. How far have you travelled? Quite a long distance from Holland, from Rotterdam. Well, welcome. Welcome, or as you say in Holland, welcome, because your English is excellent. Yeah, (laughs) no problem for us. What can Tomahawk do? Tomahawk has a very strong axe. It has two ways we can use it. A point uh, to make inserts and the uh, other side to just do damage. Now, sometimes we found if the axe misses, you can do yourself some damage with the axe. We know that, so we won't miss. Tomahawk. 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 Tomahawk from... Dutch Robot Girls. It's an upgraded version of Tomahawk, spelt Tomahawk, not just the consonants, but (laughs) (laughs) that was previously uh, under different ownership, but it's upgraded quite a lot. Really, the only thing that seems to look the same is the axe itself, which is built to look like a Tomahawk Mm. axe. I don't know how much of it is actually the same, but it's a a newish... I say newish... It's not that new, but it's newish. It's new to Robot Wars now compared to the previous Tomahawk, which did compete in Robot Wars. Different ownership, different look, different design. Mm. Um, between the team, though, Dutch Robot Girls, 35 years total experience in wow robot combat, which is a lot. They are not messing around. No, not messing around at all. So clearly very experienced on the Dutch circuit, very experienced on the untelevised circuit, which means... They know how to fight. It's an axe bot. It's um purple. Yeah. It's a pretty standard looking robot. It pretty is. standard looking axe it robot. It, the real big quality and big thing, the signature of the machine, is the axe itself. It has interchangeable axe heads and variable hit power. So to conserve CO2. Yeah, that's what caught me. So there is a separate control for the axe, yep. with different settings and adjustments for speed and strength and stuff speed like that. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So it's it's made to be very economic and to be used exactly as it's needed, depending on the robot it's fighting. So you get your different axe head out, hmm. and then use it as powerful as you need to, only go 
really strong hit if you know you're going to hit. Be a bit lighter if you think you might miss. There's a you know, it's a bit of a off shot. Cool idea. Uh, so it's great to put that much thought into the weapon. It's something you see with the flippers a lot, making it adjustable in terms of power. But for an axe, it's clever because the axes do often flip them about, or they run out of CO2 and then they can't use the axe anymore. It's a good idea. You've got to accommodate for the strength of weapons nowadays. And I like the team name. It describes exactly what they are. What? <laughs> Dutch robot girls. This is exactly yeah, what... Well, I don't remember them being literal robots when I checked the website, but... Uh... Well, Dutch I don't know, girls who make robots, collect and make robots, and then enter them in fighting competitions. That would be a name representative of the team. And then they can just use the consonants of that to have the team. <laughs> so <laughs> just be. <laughs> <laughs> you think of that lineup in general? It's a really good lineup. It's a great lineup. For it's a so return, varied. It? It's unreal. So you've got a couple of axes. Mm-hmm. You've got you've got a flipper. You've got some spinners. You've got, flipper, you've got jellyfish. I mean, it's got it all, man. Comedy. Upgraded comedy in the form of Nuts 2, mm-hmm. so comedy turned into serious. <laughs> you know, like when your favourite comedic actor tries to get the Oscar and it just doesn't work out. You leave Jim Carrey alone. <laughs> right, so that's all the bots gone through. So looking at them all, what do you predict is going to happen? Well, Rapid's kind of got the upper hand here, being a flipper. A lot of money put into it as well. Yeah, yeah. Newcomer though. So... Lacking experience, maybe? Maybe. So what experienced ones do you think could overtake them? Aftershock. So there are your two picks, Aftershock well, seen, and Rapid. It's funny because Aftershock... Uh, Ukulele Chris was talking about this earlier on Twitter. But um, Aftershock is incapable of defending itself against a flipper, more or less. And Rapid could probably get torn apart by Aftershock. So basically, if you get Rapid and Aftershock in a match, it's going to be absolute chaos. So shall we say your prediction is they'll make it to the final of this um, heat? Yeah, yeah. Uh, who who do you favour though overall? Like if eh. if we say you get two points for your first choice, mm. one point for your second. Aftershock is going to be my win. Okay, so aftershock's your first choice. Rapid, Definitely. close second, close second. Okay, that's pretty good. We well, you know what's going to happen now. We've got to watch the episode. It's going to air season two or nine. Let's go for it. <laughs> Woo! It's back. It's back. It's on it's TV and it's stuff. On TV again. Again. Man, we should just we should just jump straight in. Do we ever do anything different? We well, always say, right, let's just jump straight in. But, as if we go on huge tangents and do all these other but things. But we always go on huge tangents. About what? Anything. Earlier I was Googling weight classes. We're supposed to be talking about aftershock. I suppose I suppose <laughs> that's a point. <laughs> we have to control ourselves to stop ourselves from going off on tangents. So the episode starts. Uh, new opening, but same format of the opening as before. Uh-huh. Fighting robots represent probably one of the biggest challenges in engineering because there is no perfect design. Forty robot fighting teams are about to take on one of the most intense engineering challenges in the world. Advice I'd give to roboteers entering the arena is don't panic and try not to die. To design, build, and battle heavyweight fighting robots to compete for the ultimate prize. 
Through chaotic group battles and fierce head-to-heads, new and veteran teams of robot engineers must push their reinforced war machines to the limits. Their robots are harder, faster, stronger, designed for one thing, total destruction in pursuit of victory. Seeing people design robots, very people dramatic, talk about yeah. designing yeah. their robot. It goes, no, 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 no. Random it, hammer, bam, dun, 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 dun. maybe another hammer. <laughs> <laughs> Random mm. hammering, signature of the show. It's yeah. basically what the show is about, to be honest. But we sort of then go into this really ominous music where we pan into Dara and Angela talk, mm. like introducing us back to the show. And just explaining that you know, Robot Wars back way. Um, if you notice, Gabriel's wheels make a cameo in the background being Do walked they? by. Yeah, even though Gabriel is not actually in the competition. Reserve? Reserve. Is a reserve. Brilliant. That was a good bot. It was a good bot. Yeah. Very fun bot. But we'll see more from the team this season. So Excellent. Good stuff. It was, yeah, it's a very heavy and gritty intro. The yep, as it's kind of the new theme, isn't it? Mm. Is There's there. no like cheesy over the top television show intro. Yeah, intro it just package sort of drops it. you in with a cold open. More, <laughs> you know, less. you don't get any of these cheesy like '90s sitcom <laughs> montage of starring things happening. Daro turns to the camera <laughs> and smiles, <laughs> gives the thumbs up. <laughs> I wouldn't hate that, but <laughs> it, I don't I. think it would suit the show. So yeah, that some things have changed though. As they explain. Yep, so they go through the competition rules, which are mostly the same as last year. Eight bots to start with in a heat. Um, four bots basically get eliminated straight away in the four ways, which then enters a league table. Three points for a direct win. Two points for a judge's decision. One point for a draw. The two top ones have about The winner of that goes to the final, which is in the same basic format as the heats. In terms of competition rules, a couple of changes well, for the actual matches themselves. Mm-hmm. So now we've got the new pit button. Yeah, which is now a 50-50 gamble when you press it. Yep, so a dial. A like dial a- like a clock hand, and it'll either go left or right. Yep, one side, the pit drops. The other side, one of the house robots goes nuts for a... Uh, 15, 20 seconds. Rogue, that's what they're calling it. Yes, they call it Rogue House Robots, or as I prefer to call it, Rogue Bots. <laughs> Come on, it's right there. Yeah. Rogue Bot. They go Rogue Bot. They go Rogue Bot on you. Nice. That is cool. And seem to target the robot that didn't press the button. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's still beneficial for you to press the button either way. Yeah. I mean, thing. we've always been a bit dubious on how the house bots are managed and directed. So Yeah, one of my big questions actually regarding this rule, I may as well bring it up now mm-hmm. that we're talking about it before we get into the actual episode's fights. How I know what you're gonna do say, you think this is? And it's a bloke behind it flipping a coin. So, <laughs> mystery solved. <laughs> bloke with coin. Let's be honest, how random is it? Yeah, exactly. Well, you don't know. What, do In they theory, actually... they could go, don't want so-and-so to win. Do well, rogue house robots? That's for this it. One. Do they do they look at the situation and decide what would best serve television? I don't know. I honestly don't. Know. I was there and I don't know. I mean, it is a very instant decision. If it is like that, you guys yeah. gotta say like you press it, the dial goes. Or do they pre-decide before the match what it would be yeah. when they? Oh, maybe they do. Yeah. In which case, that's fair because very fair. Yeah, there's no other way you could do it. But then 
at the same time, could you press it multiple times in a match then? No. No? I'm guessing you not. Don't I'm know. guessing it's deactivated once you've used it once. I can't remember. Even though I was there for around half the matches that took place, I can't remember if they did it or not. Not to see when it actually gets to it. All I really remember is results and chaos. <laughs> <laughs> chaos is in actual chaos, not a not returning legit, robot. If anyone literal suddenly chaos, gets yeah. excited at a like, run-in from Chaos <laughs> Two, <laughs> oh, let's get to the first match. In the first group battle is Rapid Jellyfish, Nuts Two, and Terahertz. Which means we're getting Nuts Two and Jellyfish facing each other straight off the bat. Oh my God. Former teammates, now bitter enemies. Brilliant. Probably. Two crazy designs, and then two fairly serious designs. Yeah, it's a, there's a massive clash, say, obviously between Jellyfish and Rapid, but Terahertz and Jellyfish. In fact, Nuts and Jellyfish. Basically, every bot on the list, and then there's Jellyfish. Yeah. It stands out literally <laughs> to everything else. It doesn't look real. It looks like, <laughs> like entered by... A team of school children who got carried away and in over their head. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like you see the ones that are entered by schools. It's always like teenagers who are doing like engineering based school projects. School projects. Yeah. Whereas this looks like seven year olds <laughs> in their free period or something yeah. decided to just build a robot. And this is what happened. And what are these bit stickers? And what do they do? Make it go faster. Oh, we get introduced to our judges for the first time this season. Mm-hmm. Battles in the competition are fought over three minutes. A robot is out if they find themselves immobile, are thrown out of the arena, or find themselves in the pit of oblivion. If there isn't a clear winner at the end of the fight, then it's up to our judging panel, Professor Sethu Vijayakumar, Dr Lucy Rogers, and head judge, the man, the legend, Professor Sharky. Same as last season, we've got Lucy, Sethu, and the mighty... No Sharky. Yeah, No Sharky gets quite a nice introduction here from uh, Jonathan, doesn't he? He should be he should have his own like theme music where he walks yeah. in. Walks Jaws in music. Jaws Just playing. <laughs> and there's like a long, long build up. Oh, he, he doesn't out. walk in. You've got Lucy and Sethu mm. on on either side sitting at the yeah. desk, and then as the music plays, <laughs> Noel rises up from the middle in his chair. Oh, I love that so much. <laughs> <laughs> but he's completely like normal like nonchalant yeah. just like yeah and, and then he's just there with his pen notebook and he just waves a bit yeah. and that's it and just like it's the most normal thing glares at the, the monitor ready to judge <laughs> what a guy <laughs> oh what a little what was it called the gavel oh my god if you had one of them <laughs> <laughs> have to do it once they all decide on who they've <laughs> on who they've judged in favour of he just <laughs> dum and everyone goes silent and they listen to it. And he announces it. <laughs> like, he announces it like um, Howard Finkel as well. The winner, and new. <laughs> and new. Do you remember earlier, and by earlier I mean about 15 minutes ago, when I said, <laughs> we go on tangents, and you said, no, we don't. <laughs> it's okay, because you haven't started speaking about the fight yet. <laughs> we just invented a fictional entrance for Noel Sharkey. <laughs> It's only fictional now. It doesn't <laughs> always have to be. I'll start writing an email. <laughs> <laughs> we'll list up demands. Big, ide- <laughs> big ideas. <laughs> big ideas for Robot Wars. How I never get invited again, essentially. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the house bot is Matilda. Yep, house robot Matilda. And again, just to confirm, reason we haven't gone over the house robots for the season is they are the same as last year. Matilda... 
shunt. It's a killer lock. Dead metal. That's it. There so we're go. still Same missing Sergeant Bash. Yep, gotta get over it. I mean, it, the, like we said last time, the flamethrower doesn't suit this series. It didn't suit the old ones in certain aspects. He, he became obsolete pretty quickly because flamethrowers don't do much damage. You're just making the outside of the robot hot. It's more just <laughs> for good television. Yeah, it's but, great to look at. But, but not you've got in to have terms something of competition. To set on fire as well. Yeah. And that's just, no, it just doesn't work. It doesn't work these days. As much as people want it, he needs to be so different. A lot of design work's going to have to go in for a returning Sergeant Bash, and it may as well be done at the right time when they've mm. got a design that actually works, not something yeah. that's just going to be there to be it. Exactly. Now let's talk about the fight. All right. Let's reconfirm who it is because we spent that <laughs> another long okay, tangent. So- in the first group battle is Rapid, Jellyfish, Nuts 2, and Terahertz. Jellyfish took a pounding very early on here. Yep, they get flipped by Rapid. They take a few hits from pretty much everyone. They never end up fully immobilized, though. It yeah. keeps running. So all the internals must be good nick after being flipped and pushed about. And even then, not much falls off in terms of the aesthetics either. No. You'd think the half of this weird stuff that's all this colourful stickers and poles and all that that's yeah. just there, you'd think it'd start falling off really easy. It doesn't. It stays there quite solidly. It it does not immobilize. It doesn't. And that's a huge feat for yeah. what it is. Nuts is nuts. It goes nuts. It spins around a lot. Rapid is a pretty good showing for Rapid in general, actually. They get the flipper's good, really strong. It's a very strong flipper, and it gets a good number of flips off, particularly on jellyfish, mm. that go all up in the air and flap about. And Jellyfish looks like it could fly if it actually flapped its <laughs> yeah, sides. It it's, it has that look to it. It's light enough as well. So Matilda gets involved and ejects nuts via butt. So quick and sudden like yeah. nuts are just doing their thing so casually they're yeah. spinning around hoping desperately to flail someone mm-hmm. matilda's spinning um disc on her butt one shot just butt first one straight shot. into him one shot launches oh, nuts man. into the air and out the arena but how do you even angle that that's impressive you gotta give it up for the house robots here matilda in this case but being not too invasive Minimal, but still being a huge threat, <laughs> caused a huge, huge decision here in yep. eliminating Nuts. Big time. Nuts immediately out. They're the first robot out of the season, so goodbye Nuts too. Aww. This leaves Jellyfish, Rapid, and Terahertz. I think at this point Jellyfish is kind of... It's like lagging barely a bit shuffling <laughs> yeah. in a, on the side somewhere, mm. whilst Terahertz is just chasing rapid around i know that gets a bit weird doesn't it i think what happens is rapid realizes that they can't quite get the angle right to flip they can't quite get under them and it seems like they're not really using the flipper whether it's voluntary because they can't get the flipper under it or whether it's just not working at that moment Mm. in time they're basically at the mercy of terahertz so they run out the clock basically by running away yeah they run out the clock by running away which is smart because why go one-on-one if you don't have the weapon why risk damaged such an expensive machine as well that's yeah. going to be difficult to repair because of the way it's built from you know taking one ton force axe blows from terahertz yeah but it works it runs down the clock and it leaves us with our uh, winners of the match which are rapid and terahertz they are through gotta give it to jellyfish 
they mostly survive, to yeah. be honest. They push really through. hard shots as well. Yeah, took a lot of damage. Well, took a lot of potential damage. It doesn't end up being serious damage. Mm. We cut to the interviews there. Terahertz not satisfied with their acts at the moment. Yeah, didn't they say it was malfunctioning a bit? Like it's... it wasn't getting full power or stiff the stiff um axe mechanism i mean it's just not really going to be at full power no and unreliable they seem to be a very perfectionist team as well it's an old bot with a lot of effort put in which has been slowly upgraded to become very advanced Mm. so you can be perfectionist when you've perfected it for over a decade i suppose when you've been doing it for that long exactly that's what that's what your goal is going to be to make the perfect axe bot yeah and they're doing all right for themselves Rapid, mostly minor aesthetic damage. Yeah. Nothing major yeah. happened there. A bit scratched up, but it's going to happen. This, this, you, 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 you got it. It sounds a bit like Mortis leaving leaving a fight, isn't it? Just a little bit of scratch. It's fine. Little scratches. I mean, it wasn't exactly what they hoped for in the match, where I'm sure Rapid wanted to go in and everything immediately piled onto the flipper. And today's went... Whoosh, yeah. And, I think they wanted to flip out. Went yeah. straight through the roof of the warehouse. They wanted their Apollo moment, didn't they? And yeah. Just eject everything in sight. Didn't quite go that way. No. But solid for Rapid. Definitely. Which leads us to our next match. Our second group battle is between Tomahawk, Aftershock, Cranky and Sabretooth. Featuring Shunt. Love Shunt. Yeah, good old Shunt. Mm-hmm. Oh, I haven't been using Shunt as a swear word lately. I've I got know. To get back into it, it. It'll come back into the groove, yeah. yeah. Back into the vocab. So the first thing I've wrote down in my notes is Aftershock kills Cranky. Yeah, poor Cranky doesn't get a chance to even display what they could possibly do. <laughs> They're immediately dominated by Aftershock. Aftershock I think the advantage they have is big weapon, cranky mm-hmm. little spinner. Even though both, I'm sure, potentially can do mm. the same damage. Oh, yeah. Aftershocks up and just hits them before cranky can do anything about yeah, it. Yeah. And they just launch into the air a bit, pieces fly everywhere a bit. Oh, I mean, yeah. cranky somewhat survives. It doesn't get completely mullered and all the parts fly off everywhere, <laughs> but it's dead within five seconds, yeah. basically. One big hit from aftershock is enough to it kind cause... of yeah it kind of echoed of carbide <clears throat> matches yep. where that first big hit just immobilized you could say a one the first big hit from aftershock causes a big enough shock wave to to, to take out cranky <laughs> <laughs> um tomahawk aren't doing anything it looks like they can't move like the axe goes one or twice but they aren't yeah. actually moving sabertooth kind of tear them a new one for a bit yeah, yeah. sabertooth I, I like how the weapon almost matches the name. It's, it has a very shredding motion as opposed yeah. to the one-shot destruction of yeah. Aftershock. It's like it's grinding like, at the sides yeah. and just causing all this gritty, horrible damage and little bits fly off everywhere. It kind of shreds things, doesn't it? Aftershock release the pit. Not that it gets used. No, it doesn't get used. No. It doesn't get used because no. Cranky are like now stuck on a... Sp- bike and just being beaten up maybe they were gambling on a rogue bot coming out oh that's a point you know, see this is what they got to do yeah it was worth doing <laughs> and that's basically the end of it is with poor old cranky and tomahawk didn't get a word in nope and Sabretooth and aftershock dominate they go through well you know what this means Sabretooth actually that- went through They've won a match they've on won tv a match they've won on a television match. they've won they've basically they're basically champions 
all that praying for Gabe worked out in the end. Yeah, obviously it works. <laughs> Gabe, um, as he's interviewed, have we won? Has to get he the needs confirmation. confirmation. He needs it. <laughs> he needs to hear someone of authority tell him <laughs> and say it. You're through, which means you have won. You have <laughs> won a fight. It's official. Sabretooth are no longer... What's the opposite of undefeated? Utterly defeated. Utterly. Are no longer <laughs> completely defeated. <laughs> they are now... At this point, just mostly defeated. Exactly. But uh, hey, they, they've now got a chance for one-on-one matches because last time they got eliminated in the um, four-way battles, which means they didn't even get a chance to have one-on-ones. Like you say, <clears throat> with the with the four-way battles, there is an element of luck. Now it's moving on to the uh, 1v1 battles. There'll be more skill involved. And more skill. Like you can take it's less more of a rumble, risks. isn't it? It's, yeah. You know. So that'll be maybe where their pocket fully is. Get a mini documentary, basically yep. about Gabe. He gets featured on the show, basically, yeah. properly, because he's actually gone through. Yeah. Which is, again, quite nice. Quite nice to see a team that's been around for so long, getting their dues. And then we get the video doc for Terahertz as well. Similar deal, really. Much experienced robot is getting their chance at glory once again. And that's the match. It's Terahertz. Versus Sabretooth in the first of the one-on-one battles in the league. With Dead Metal. With Dead Metal. It was Dead Metal as a house spot. It was Dead Metal as a house rock. House rock? House spot this time. Dead Metal Okay, so match starts. Terahertz, super aggressive. Very charging quick. Charging him. And you start to hear the hum. The noise of the drum building up. I love the way that rhymed. <laughs> hey! <laughs> um, yeah, you start hearing it and it's once it starts going... Mm. You realise the potential power of it. One big hit onto the back of Terahertz, and Terahertz's tail flies straight off really easily as well. So so the good thing about the drum is it's it's got a bigger surface area, so to speak, yeah. to, to hit with than a disc or a blade. So now Terahertz have lost their tail, they've lost their balance. When they use the axe, it throws the entire bot out of whack. They're not weaponless, but they are now in a case where... They've got to be really careful with the weapon, more so than they were before that. Now they've got a weapon that has limited fuel in the ca- well, I say fuel, CO2, so limited uses, and now could damage themselves. So they just end up taking quite a lot of big hits. Sabretooth get under terahertz, which yep. causes more damage. Massive damage. The underneath, there's no real armor there. It's not made to be attacked from underneath. Terahertz end up mostly one wheeled they realize that they have to be super economic so they're very much calling the action in the booth of just not yet not yet wait 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 wait. (laughs) gotta get right wait for the right time and they had to yeah that was their only chance was to get a perfect axe shot off which would immobilize um, immobilize sabertooth sorry it looks like sabertooth have a dented drum Turns out later on you realize it's actually a piece of the drum piece of the drum broke off that's how hard they hit terahertz. Yeah, whether that's because of the hardness of terahertz or the, just the power of the drum mm. not being able to take itself, who knows? Um, probably them, but they're not here. So <laughs> we get rogue bots. Rogue bots. Yeah, Sabretooth presses the button. Shunt goes straight for terahertz. One big axe blow, I believe, takes out some part of the weapon mechanism. And that's Terahertz dead at that oh, point. wrecked. Fairly dominant win for Sabretooth. Basically, everything you, you'd want to do, they got a bunch of shots off with their weapon, and then they ended it by going for the pit button and letting 
the house robots do the rest. It was a really good fight, actually. It was an epic. It was great. And just, it showed off Sabretooth. Yeah, it so was a well. Sabretooth um, highlight reel match. Yeah. Shows off exactly what they can do. Even if they end up losing forevermore before and after this, they've shown that it is a good robot that can cause a lot of damage and can take out a veteran and former champion of Terrahurst. That's great. Next match, Rapid versus Aftershock. Your two picks facing <laughs> each other. That's right. The super expensive Rapid versus the super strong Aftershock. Ridiculously dangerous. Sir Killalot and Shunt as house spots for the match. Is this the first appearance of Sir Killalot, I believe? I feel like it is. I feel like it is as well. Yeah. Nice to see him back. He's looking good. I say he looks younger. <laughs> Might have lost some weight. No, he definitely I, did not lose weight. No, the still, guy is huge. Still a trim uh, <laughs> 750 kilos. Oh, ouch. Nice. This basically looked like a kung fu fight, didn't it? They were going in all directions. <laughs> it was like a Dragon Ball Z fight. Oh, God, that's amazing. That's a great way, <laughs> great analogy for it. Rapid, they try and go for the early flip win, which is a good tactic as a flipper. If yeah. you can either flip them so high that they damage themselves and they hit the ground or flip them out of the arena so quickly. You don't have to do any repairs mm. at the end of the day. You've got a yeah. quick, easy win. Unfortunately, their first attempt is unsuccessful. Aftershock prove they can self-right. It's something they didn't know yeah. they could do, but they knew in theory they could, which is when that blade is spinning, they hit the ground, it, the force of it launches it back up, they land on their feet, and that's basically where it goes in Aftershock's yeah. favour heavily. Is it two hits and Rapid are both flipped and immobilised? Yep. Big time. It didn't even look like Aftershock did much damage, but I think it's because everything in Rapid is so tough. Yeah. It's made of such hard material mm. that while it looked like it didn't do much, the shockwaves that, sent, that were sent through it did the damage. Inside, it was broken apart Yeah, and they couldn't even use their flipper. Two hits is all it took from Aftershock to beat a 20-plus thousand pound machine. Didn't go the route of Mortis, though. And, like, <laughs> combat the decision or anything. <laughs> <laughs> but they, they accept it. I mean, if Rapid's flipper was still functional, they could have self-righted and they could have kept going. Yeah. But because they took such a hard hit that everything stopped functioning. I have high hopes for Rapid mm. as an experimental, expensive, awesome flipping machine. Yeah. It just, it needs a test run and it's test run, even though it's very expensive and has some incredible parts and pieces going into it. The two downfalls are no experience. They're facing very experienced roboteers who yeah. know where, they're going to know exactly what they're doing compared to rapid. And when you make something essentially requires industrial tools to make, you can't repair it in the pits. Exactly. Okay. So we go forward and we get a bonus match which is Angela versus a robot playing Connect 4. Yeah, Connect 4 bot. I'm really disappointed Connect 4 bot wasn't actually part of the competition. <laughs> Very precisely picking things up, <laughs> like other bots. <laughs> and trying deciding where they should go in order to make a light. I mean, the, the great thing about this segment is that the show is promoting science, because obviously there's a huge young demographic watching it, so having all of these random tidbits and bits of pieces where they're showing off modern science and stuff like that. It's showing a mixture of um, robotic engineering and AI as well. It's it's yeah. making decisions as to where it should put the pieces to win a game. 
I mean, is is that a hint at the future of robot wars? Are the machines going to include AI? Are we going to be putting the robots in the arena and then leaving them to their own devices to fight? And that uh-huh, your AI make... programming is part of the skills needed. They make their own de- decisions yeah. or make half the decisions yeah. for you. Exactly. You know, <laughs> it'd be incredible if you know, you've got these weapons that, for example, uh, have different levels of power, but you only have to press one button and the robot will decide yeah. what level of power is needed at this yeah. rate based on its AI. That's, it's possible. Yeah. I say it's possible. I don't really know. But I think the future says it's possible. Well, I think if, if a car can drive, <laughs> I'm pretty sure a robot could fight. <laughs> that's my theory <laughs> driving and fighting they're, very, they're two very different things well i mean when a self-driving car would have to identify its surroundings adjust accordingly just like the connect 4 bot so a fighting bot would have to recognize its opponent recognize the weapon adjust accordingly i suppose so if you could so, program yeah. it to say you are fighting a flipper it would have a pre-programmed ai to adjust to flippers and just send it out there. I like the sound of it. We'll have to see what the future brings. I mean, All we could do this is wait. Might be, <laughs> this might be a decade or so down the line, but it's a, it's an idea. Okay, so the real match we're getting, though, is Sabretooth versus Aftershock. The two most dominant bots so far are now facing each other. Big time. Well, <laughs> well, I, I, I thought this was going to be a bit of a longer fight than what it turned out a to be. A close match is what we expected. Yeah. Aftershock instead tear Sabretooth pieces just gets just that right shot at the beginning and after that it's just a bloodbath Sabretooth attempt to keep moving a lot but oh god i mean it's it's a case of aftershock just tearing pieces off of Sabretooth slowly but surely so you get the top plate comes off loads of little bits of armor to shred off i think bits of the tires come off and the wheels bits of the drum come off name a part of Sabretooth, bits of it come off. Do Aftershock go a little too far? I mean, they keep hitting them way after they've won the oh, match. Oh, yeah, that, there's, that's a little bit... It's a bit of an issue, isn't it, in Robot Wars? If someone's immobilised and it's kind of obvious that they're immobilised, do you just wait out the clock? Do you wait out the countdown? Or do you just keep going? Because Team Aftershock... <laughs> I mean... The driver, Will, he's having to be held back by his dad. Like, no, don't. Like, he's like, don't. Leave like, it, man. Leave it, man. Leave it, man. It's done. It's done. He's dead. Stop it. Yeah, Stop leave it. Leave him out. Leave him out. Stop it. <laughs> what are you doing? He's already dead. dead. <laughs> you know, this, it's, yeah. It's a difficult one. Horror show. But in the sense of a competition, you're making sure that your only competition is damaged. Exactly. It's, it sounds horrible, I mean, but you're... You, you might have to fight that bot again down the line that night. You kind of want them as damaged as possible for the next one, but at the same time, it's also a little bit. It's not in the spi- It's not in the spirit of competition. It's Definitely part of the competition. Not. It's clever, yeah, but it's it's not sportsmanlike, I no. guess. Maybe, I mean, they didn't keep. They didn't continue to go and just shred it to absolute pieces, mm. but they mostly did. So, yeah, I mean, fun to watch though. In terms of just the visual spectacle of it, you are watching. The best of Aftershock. Yes. After seeing Sabretooth dominate, to see Sabretooth be dominated shows how strong of a bot Aftershock is. Big time. And backstage we get some bad news. Rapid have got a forfeit. They're essentially a wheel down, one wheel won't move. All of their parts, well not, I don't know if all of their parts, but a lot of their parts being shaped, like I said, through basically expensive industrial process means they can't repair it by hand properly and in some cruel twist of 
irony, they're replaced by jellyfish. <laughs> what? St- I mean, this is like real life poetry. It's because this? jellyfish came third in that um, four way match. Nuts were eliminated straight off. The most jellyfish were the next part. Has yeah. had to forfeit, and they've been replaced by the DIY bot, the cheapest bot on the show. That's crazy, isn't it? So we end up with a mini documentary about jellyfish <laughs> that came out, out of the blue. Nowhere. It's awesome to see the the process behind it. Uh, yeah, you know, definitely built to be an easy robot to make and to yeah. prove anyone can do it. His his idea behind the bot and what the bot stood for, I suppose. Plus lots of crazy close ups of horses' teeth, which makes me kind of nervous. <laughs> mm, yeah. Maybe that should be their next robot: is horses' teeth. Just rope made entirely uh, of horse of extracted horses. That's, uh, that's messed up. That'd be upsetting. It would be really horrible to look at. It would look like something from mm-hmm. literally from hell. Yeah, that it's would be so horrible. Upsetting. Let's hope they don't. No, um, we've got four members of um, Team Nuts now helping. Yeah, they've all come over to help put them back together. Yeah, because they're for the fight. They're previously team members, and now Nuts is dead. They can come help out Jellyfish. That's kind of nice, isn't it? Why not? Yeah. So that leads us to Jellyfish versus Terahertz. <laughs> mm. Well, it's good that Terahertz get a chance to show off, even if it yeah. is against Jellyfish. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, what were, you know, big flat surface. I mean, it's they really didn't get much luck in the pick. for an know? axe bot. Yeah. Perfect. This is exactly what you want. Exactly. I mean, the plastic is decent armor but it's not perfect mm. it's it's not gonna stop no. the one ton force of terahertz's axe exactly and that's literally all that happens in the match jellyfish go forward terahertz go no you're not hit him with the axe jellyfish are immobile straight away dumb they even lose an eye and i was hoping they'd come back with an eye patch but they don't <laughs> that'd be such a team nuts thing to do as well that'd be really good yeah, that's it. That is literally the match. Jellyfish get banged out. Next match, Terahertz again. Terahertz versus Aftershock. Terahertz versus Aftershock. Talk about, talk about facing the complete opposite of what you just yeah. faced. They, they now have to face another vertical spinning uh, weapon. Actual nightmare. I guess in a sense, it's lucky for Terahertz that they got such an easy match beforehand. That basically meant they had to do their fight and then they got more repair time. Exactly. Now, their plan is to not use their weapon. I suppose without the tail properly connected and stuff like that. Just sparringly using it. And the thing is, I suppose, you got to think of it, Aftershock, what's on top of Aftershock? Yeah, that would tear the weapon off. Put the weapon down, you've got hope to hit the sides. It'd be like putting your hand in the blender. There's not really much you can do other than try and push it about. It's quite a clever shape of a robot. You can't yeah. go over, you can't try and go over the top to hit. No. You'll just lose your weapon into the actual match. <laughs> Almost immediately, Terahertz are launched into the air mm-hmm. by Aftershock. This is like when Apollo would launch, but they actually have a flipper. Yeah. This is with a vertical spinner. That's how Huge strong thing. it is. Launches Terahertz into the air, takes a big smack down thanks mm-hmm. to the effects of gravity. <laughs> <laughs> they get help from the floor flipper. At one point. At one point, yeah. And it just changes the angle just enough so that Aftershock can get really underneath it. And Terahertz is just thrown across the arena. We get basically three big hits. And with no weapon, Terahertz can't Mm self-right. Aftershock win. 
Mm-hmm. They're up, they're upside yeah. down. It's it's just a few hits, and every hit does so much damage to terahertz. Never really stood a chance, to nope. be honest. Aftershock win. They do have their moments in the match, but it's and by this I mean negative moments for aftershock, yeah. but not really their fault at all. It's just kind of eh. They're still dominant. Definitely. Absolutely dominant. Easy win for Aftershock. That pretty much now confirms they will be part of the final bout for the night. They've walked through this, haven't yeah, they? They've walked through yeah. this. They've got plenty enough points dominating. Backstage, Sabretooth, they fixed the drum. They fixed it. They fix it by literally like smithing some rings and then just wrapping it around it. Well, yeah, because there's a piece of the drum missing, yeah. for God's sake. They have to hold chunk. it on somehow. To hold it on, they just put. They literally had to just weld rings around it. I mean, that's desperation, that is. Absolute desperation. Such desperation that it turns out they've done it the wrong way. So when they've reinstalled the drum, it's now spinning away from them as opposed to towards them. In exactly. other words, in a downward motion, which means when they make contact. So instead of flipping them, it's going to actually drive them underneath the bar. The force will go downwards, which will force the robot itself, Sabretooth, upwards. Which is very unfortunate because they're going into a match against Jellyfish, yeah. which is already on the floor. Yep, yeah, already on the floor. So hitting it will just send Sabretooth straight up. It would have been great if <laughs> if their drum was spinning the right way oh, because they God, would have yeah. launched Jellyfish. Jellyfish into... would have got torn apart. One hit would have been enough to just launch Jellyfish exactly into God knows where he would have landed in the ocean and been of its own kind. Exactly. So we've got the house bots, Matilda and Sakil a lot. Yeah. Jellyfish is huge. Yeah, you really actually see the size of this machine. So flat. It's like they got a normal robot and they got the steamroller out and, and just flattened it. it. Flattened it. They're like, there we are, that's oh, it. Oh, it's the worst luck for Sabretooth to go into this match with that issue in the background. That issue and so injured. Mm-hmm. It's such a beaten up machine at this point. If they were in full pelt like they were against terahertz mm. they would have dominated unfortunately they're not and so it becomes a jellyfish highlight reel yeah, believe it, it or not and the passive aggressive technique of jellyfish comes out it literally just sort of grabs hold of well not even grabs hold of just manages to just entrap sabretooth clinches up for the entire match really there are so many bits and pieces poking off of jellyfish they sort of get trapped under Sabretooth and stuff like that. It becomes so hard to get away from Jellyfish once you're on top of it. Yeah. It kind of works as a design. Such is the bizarre brilliance of Jellyfish. Well, they call it a clamp bot. It's a push bot with without the speed or power, so they've gone with a clamp instead. But it's almost like the shape is so awkward. It's more the shape is the weapon. It's flat mm. against the ground. It's got all these bits sticking out, like you say. It's so strange. If they made the whole top of it... Just spikes, like a spike oh, yeah. trap. It'd be so unique, but what would you do against it? Yeah. I suppose like I say, a good robot would still beat it. Oh, big time, yeah. But it would still stand a chance due to sheer unique tactics. Like, you'd have to really think your way through it. Jellyfish bear-hugging. We get a part where Sabretooth tried to go for the attack, but end up just leapfrogging <laughs> over <laughs> Jellyfish. They and drive over because it's so flat. The inverted drum issue, I suppose. Yeah, it? pretty yeah. much. Um so it actually goes to a split decision. Yeah, because Sabretooth are stuck on top of, well, I say on top of, like, two jellyfishes clamp mechanism. Yeah. They're not actually clamped. They're just kind of stuck under 
on top of them. to jellyfish at that point. Yeah, because yeah, because jellyfish has magnets in it. Exactly, <laughs> and it's working. It is working very, very well. So split decision, and it comes down to two judges to one, and jellyfish legit wins. Sabretooth had too many drive issues. They were not able to steer properly in the match. The weapon wasn't working properly. Jellyfish were working properly, were in control, had a lot of aggression, if you can call it that. But in its own little way, Jellyfish has its own style. It's aggression without damage. It's still aggression. Exactly. It's so different to the other bots that the way it's being used is to just come up close to the bot and just swamp it. So there's no escape and then just dictate the match from there. Whereas all the other bots are looking for that one hit knockout power or that one debilitating flip or stuff like that. It's almost made to win by judge's decision. Exactly. Rather than by yeah. knockout. It's technique and it's suffocation, really. Totally different kind of bot. And it got that little win at the end there, which is fine. And you know what that means, though? Jellyfish have more one-on-one victories than Rapid. <laughs> Correct. Incredible. Kind of proves the point, doesn't it? That if you're going to enter Robot Wars, don't think about money or... The best parts or... Exactly. Just design the craziest bot you can come up with. Design a robot that you know you can do well with. Yeah. That you have a tactic for, that you have an idea with, and it could just work. Yeah. No one It's was a win. Prepared. It's a win on the board. Jellyfish yeah. are on the board. No one was prepared for jellyfish. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Well, that takes us to our final, though, doesn't it? Yeah. So basically, we've got jellyfish. They only get two points because it's a judge's decision. Mm-hmm. So they are out, but they yep. got, I mean, the fact they got a win after being brought back into the competition due to a forfeit is huge, especially for that robot. Big time. So there's two robots of one point each. And because Sabretooth won the head to head between Terahertz and Sabretooth, they're the ones that go through to the final against surprise surprise aftershock and that is our final sabertooth versus aftershock we know how the fight before went <laughs> yep and now sabertooth are damaged in a bad shape yep. so most people are going to know who's going to win going straight off the bat yeah but it's always worth a shot yep that is correct aftershock goes forward wins the first exchange with a big blow that's it really yep. sabertooth lands in the lap of sakilla lot like square on sakilla lot and mm-hmm. um, claw Again, nice to see Sir Killalot being used properly. They land on Sir Killalot. It's not Sir Killalot yeah. coming out to get them. Exactly. So Sir Killalot has full reign to barbecue the hell out of Sabretooth. First barbecue of the, of the year. Yeah, nice one as well. Yeah. Because so you good. add a real proper roasting and then does something totally awesome, sort of scoops up Sabretooth, spins around a bit, and then flings Sabretooth Oh, it's Sir Killalot's new signature move. He does the F5 now, and it's <laughs> awesome. It's he so good. goes for it. But I mean, the- again, we're getting um, Will of Team Aftershock being held back. <laughs> don't you don't need to do anything. Leave it. But it's, leave it's more of a case of don't hit him in case it wakes him back up, which makes me think everybody backstage was a little scared of what Sabretooth was capable of. Oh, God. I mean, it's a spinning drum. At the end of the day, you've already seen what it could do to a great robot in terahertz. Mm. You know it's strong. You don't want to no. have any chance of losing to it of get, or even taking a bit of damage from it. You could beat mm. it, but take so much damage that it doesn't matter. A rabid animal just starts tearing into other bots. Our first finalists for 2017, Aftershock, 
Your prediction is right. I got you one get right. two points. I got one right. You get to, I need to. Oh, I'm gonna. You have to keep track of my point score now. I'm gonna, I'll do it on the back page of my notebook. See? Big Benji's <laughs> row. No, Big Benji's bot. Predictions. Predictions. <laughs> points. <laughs> Episode one. The full two points. Yes. So I get one point for finalist. So yeah, yeah. basically, yeah, you yeah. get two points for getting the correct winner. Mm-hmm. One point for your other finalist being the winner. Yep, and no points if, if, if no one so gets basically the you yeah. get two choices. Uh, those are your two finalists mm-hmm. for the ba- uh, this evening, and you choose a winner out of them. And if that one goes through, you get two points. If the loser goes through, you get one point. Two points at the moment. Two points. Whoa. Okay, that was an awesome opening episode to 2017. How many Philippa Foresters will you give that out of five? I give it four. I think it was a really, really solid episode. More than solid, a great episode. I might even be leaning towards 4.5 because it has 4.5 out of 5 yeah i think it was brilliant it had a bit of everything didn't it it had crazy goings on yeah it had the crazy aftershock having to be held back from doing too much damage and killing his friends exactly (laughs) we had the lethal out of control monster who couldn't be stopped we had sabertooth finally emotionally getting a victory the underdog like overcoming all of this and being Champions in their own right. Exactly. We had the expensive machine. Forfeiting. To be replaced by... Jellyfish. A a comedic slash... A sticker book collage of a bot. Yeah, exactly. Something completely different. You had the insanity. You had Mm. house robots getting their moments, eliminating nuts, doing the F5. Mm -hmm. You had your team moments. Yeah. All the teams came out looking great as well. They did. Like yeah. we, we talk about Team Rapid, but Team Rapid seemed perfectly like perfectly great people. They didn't come across the way Mortis were made to come across in some of the other seasons. Yeah, yeah. They didn't come across as no. too cocky or anything because the, the rapid, they had money or tech behind exactly. them. Exactly. The Rapid team was still very humble, and Rapid itself as a bot is really good. I look forward to seeing Rapid mm. in the future. I look forward to seeing a future iteration of Jellyfish, yep. which I hope has tentacle. Um, cluster bots with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I look forward to seeing Nuts 3. Yeah. I look forward to seeing Terahertz hopefully get through to a final, which would mm-hmm. be nice. Sabretooth, whatever their next iteration will be, I'm yep. sure it'll be completely different and amazing. We're going to see more of Aftershock in the final. And time. that's awesome. And Tomahawk, poor Tomahawk didn't get a word in really. No, not really. But I mean, same with Cranky. Both oh, well, great looking bots. Yeah, Cranky got wrecked. But again, great bots. Exactly. Great bots. And at the end of the day, somebody was going to go out first. Yeah, That's has just to the be, way it is. There has to be losers. Half of the competition are eliminated in that first, those first two battles. Yeah. So this is the way it goes. Someone has to go. Like you said, remember Razor went last year. Exactly. In the first, one of the first battles, Razor Legit, gone. Anything can happen. Yeah. Yeah. If you think about it this way, Nuts has already history in this modern series. So it's kind of like, not a legend, but coming in with experience and stuff like that, getting ejected like that by Matilda's butt. What could you even do about it? Over the arena wall. What could you even do? Exactly. It's like, literally, no matter how good your bot is, it can all change at the drop of a hat. Jellyfish versus Sabretooth. Yeah. There you go. That's that's another bit of proof. No one saw that coming. 
all it took was just a drum to be installed wrong and just to be the right bot at the right time, you know, that flat against the floor. Perfect. Perfect lineup there. Absolutely brilliant. Incredible stuff. Yeah. What more do we say? I don't know. It was great. I just can't wait for the next one. I can't compare it much to the live experience because a lot of that episode I wasn't there for. I was there Mm. for a lot of the later ones. Yeah. So it came across really well. Yeah. A lot of it was new to me. The only thing I really knew was that um, it came down to Aftershock and Sabretooth. That's the only Mm. match I think I actually saw out of that whole thing Mm. live. Came across just as well. Really cool stuff. Definitely. Awesome. Can't wait to see more. Especially because I know some of the stuff that's coming and I know it gets better. Good God. It gets better and it gets more destructive. Are we going to see a five out of five episode at this rate? Good God. Judging what what you considered to be some of your favourite moments last season. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think we might see one. Excellent. I think we might see one. Excellent. Okay. You can tweet us at podcast activate. You can email us. Um, are we activatepodcast at gmail.com? We are. We are on iTunes. We are on SoundCloud, where the sound is in the air. That's pretty much all the places <laughs> you can find us, to be honest. Look us up. Enjoy us. You already have, if you're listening. Shout out to Ukulele Chris, uh, who was backing Rapid, so that didn't work out. Yeah, no points for Ukulele Chris, <laughs> I'm afraid. No points to anyone backing anyone. Well, no, it wouldn't actually be one. No, it wouldn't be one point. No, it wouldn't be any points because yeah, they didn't get anywhere. So yeah, complete failure. That's a shame, isn't it? Oh well, <laughs> can't win them all or any. But <laughs> in the poor case of Rapid Dar, see you all next week. Yeah, for the next episode featuring eight more wonderful robots. So, what are your predictions? You don't ask me. <laughs> I was there. I thought you were going to pretend you weren't there. We know I was there. We've already said it on the I show. I suppose loads of people would already know as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It would be weird if I sat there and predicted like, right well, every time. Well, not seen it yet. <laughs> wink, wink. Okay, you ask me. <laughs>